these kind of things are a milestone which i am achieving and i'm i'm keep going i'm not stopping i'm not looking back at all hi i'm brooke melhouse welcome to disabled and proud the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin each week the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability why they're proud to be disabled and why they're proud to be themselves so shams welcome to disabled and proud how are you today Hey Brooke, I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm really happy that you've made time to be here. I think this is going to be such an interesting conversation, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, looking forward to it. <laughs> so, the first question that I ask absolutely every single guest who comes on the podcast is, how do you refer to your disability? Ah, uh, I think this is an opportunity for me to live two different uh, types of life in a single span. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Oh, it just blurred on. Oh, my god, it like yeah, went maybe. still and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> like it's gone." <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. It, it might be a little slow, but it will not go. Oh, perfect. So for yeah. you, and i think i'm right after i've done my my research you acquired your disability didn't you you weren't born disabled yes i acquired my disability and i was not born disabled mhm yeah and for you what was that experience like and and how does that story start oh brook so story start i mean in this way um uh, before my disability I I was like uh, uh, I was doing my uh, education I was in uh, completing about to complete my mechanical engineering from Mumbai uh-huh. university yeah and in my final semester I got a small uh, pain in my uh, back area spine mm-hmm. and then I was getting some trouble into walking and uh, going on steps or stairs so i contacted a doctor and then he said to go for a mri mhm and after the mri uh, we come to know that there is a, a well defined uh, benign tumor uh, in my spine which is compressing my spine and that's why i'm losing my uh, balance and control so wow. then he suggested me to go for a surgery and uh, if i will not go for surgery it might be fatal for my life so uh-huh. uh, we all believe in doctors uh, after god so that's how i also believe and then i went to this so that's how uh, i mean uh, after my disability uh, after my uh, surgery yeah. i become uh, chest down uh, paraplegic wow and that all came because you could feel some pain in your neck yes wow and like crazy the you like you know you elected to have that operation as well so like that that was your choice thinking actually you know this tumor will be removed my neck pain will be gone and like lo and behold actually you end up becoming paralyzed from the chest down so brook that was uh, interesting because what happened uh, I, this happened in 2010 mm-hmm. and uh, uh, just before i con- consulted the doctor i was uh, i got i become national champion in karate and i was about to uh, represent my country in asian games 2010 which happened in hangzhou 
so i was bit uh, 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 nervous because um, when we talk about karate Mm-hmm. it it actually need your legs legs for kicks and all yeah. so leg is very important and both <laughs> hand and leg both are very important and i told doctor see doctor uh, i got selected uh, for national team and now i have to uh, i am looking forward to represent my country in yeah. asian games 2010 so he said shams don't worry uh, it, it will take just uh, 10 to 15 days and then you will be all right and then uh, you can uh, play your games and all everything you yeah. will be perfectly fine so that's why i said okay it's better you know just to uh, get operated right now and uh, resolve all my balancing issues so i will be able to focus on my karate and then yeah i i will go ahead but then uh, i think uh, uh, god has already decided something else for me so yeah. i mean yeah Wow. Wow, that is like because of what you do now and like where that took you. That must have been such a big like almost like a shock to the system because you're competing at such a high level. Your body's used to that like amount of stress in terms of exercise. You're also like your mind must have been in like a really focused place to be competing at you know these massive games when you're representing your country. And then it all changes literally on the flip of a coin. Like that must have been like a real interesting time for you and what was it like in terms of in terms of like your mental state how did it impact that uh, so broke to be very honest with you i mean yes i was uh, a bit initially i was okay i was giving yeah. uh, confidence to my mom my dad my family member everyone that uh, don't worry doctor has already told me that i will be getting temporarily paraplegia and then yeah. after 10 to 15 days i will be all right but slowly uh, when time passed and uh, after two months or three months when i was not able to recover a small uh, little bit also then i started little bit thinking that what is happening with me uh, i started doing research online what is this called what is paraplegia Uh, what is the chances of recovery and then uh, i was little nervous because it was getting late and i was not at all getting any improvement uh, neither power wise nor sensory wise i lost yeah. all my sensation and power everything and the competition dates was also getting very close yeah and i was uh, actually i was not much concerned about my disability i was only thinking about my competition because i have to represent my country I have to win yeah. medal for my country. So that was going in my mind. But then uh, I was also doing uh, parallelly physiotherapy, occupation, uh, occupation therapy, and all. Um, uh, so these kind of other activities I was doing, and I was confident that I will be, I will bounce back uh, stronger and better. But then uh, it took times and. Uh, yeah. uh after uh, six four to five months when i did post mri uh, post operation mri i was shocked and i was shattered to know that my tumor was still there the doctor has just did something mis mishandling 
and he has not removed that particular tumor i was oh really God. shattered i don't know what to do because by that time i have already lost all my financial uh, uh, conditions and yeah. uh, i was not having any support again um then again i consulted and i said this is the situation what to do i don't have now even time as well as money yeah. it was very difficult and the moment that was that time uh, even i was also crying and was little disappointed but then again i mean somehow we managed uh, some fund and got operated second time uh-huh. and after the second time operation we got the result that the tumor was removed and it was a simple tumor it was not cancerous so no need to worry but yeah. then by that time it was little late to recover and um, my recovery uh, was very slow because mm-hmm. of this delay but then i i am so happy now because uh, i mean uh, whatever happened i believe happened for a good good cause and then uh, the dream of uh, on, on the dream to represent my country in asian games uh, in 2010 which was darkened that time um, yeah. exactly after 8 uh, years in 2018 i got a chance through swimming to represent my country in asian para games 2018 So I mean, uh, things comes up. I I I feel very lucky. And now, recently in 2022, I become the first paraplegic person from India to represent my country in World Para Swimming Championship, Portugal, 2022. So these kind of things are a milestone which I'm achieving, and I'm I'm keep going. I'm not stopping. I'm not looking back at all. It's amazing that you've gone from. what a lot of people would perceive as quite a tragic event happening you know at first the operation didn't necessarily go the way that you wanted it to go to then find out that you need a second operation to remove the tumor that was should have been removed in the first one and and i just think that you were meant to like represent india in 2010 and then 8 years later you've gone and done it but for something completely different I was wondering if you could tell me about the journey for you finding swimming and and how you got involved in that. Yes, Brooke. Uh, so yeah, journey. I mean, how I got swimming is actually uh, I hailed from a very uh, small village called Rathos, which is in uh, Madhubani district of Bihar, mm-hmm. a state in India. We are very close to. Uh, Nepal uh, border Himalaya yeah and because of this closeness um we generally get a flood and that's why flood is very common yeah so swimming is a natural thing which we all know generally <laughs> not only me but others people also yeah i remember uh, i mean i'm so lucky that we have three rivers in our village oh, wow and a one small pond is just next to my house <laughs> so uh, in childhood when i was uh, i used to play there if i am falling down also i will go into that particular pond yeah so swimming was quite natural to me yeah. and uh, my mom used to tell me when i was 2 years old 
I used to cross the entire pond from one side to another side that time. Mm-hmm. And people used to get awestruck. They used to clap for me. They used to get motivated and talk that what a guy he is. <laughs> I mean, in a very young age, he is swimming like very good. Though that particular time, I was not aware that uh, there is something called professional swimming or uh, something. Yeah. But now I remember that I used to do backstroke that time. Mm-hmm. I used to swim and I used to do like this and sp- spit water from my mouth <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, uh, drips of waters and all uh, ripples of waters. So it was good. Um, so uh, swimming is quite natural to me. Yeah. How I took it professional is a different story. Mm. So during my rehabilitation in Paraplegic Foundation, Mumbai, I got a chance to meet uh, Mr. Rajaram Ghag and few other people uh, uh, who uh, are professional swimmers at that time. I mean, Mr. Rajaram Ghag has done English Channel Swimming in 1988 back. And he's also using wheelchair. So I got really motivated. When we talk something and we share our stories, we get motivated. Yeah. And uh, uh, he told me, Shams, uh, you should try uh, swimming. And then even doctors also told me it, it will help you to uh, recover and regenerate your nervous system very fast. Because yeah. swimming is a good exercise. Aquatherapy and all we do. So that's how swimming started. But then, um, uh, Brooke, I would... <laughs> Uh, insist here that once a sports person is always a sports person yeah. whether you are disabled or without disability without disability so i found a light in my dream here yeah and i got excited that yes now in 2010 i could not able to represent my country on a big platform but then now i can go in para sports through para swimming i can definitely represent my country and bring glory for my country so that's how the dream is going on yeah and it's amazing that actually i think what you said about once a sports person always a sports person is it's so true because i know plenty of people who throughout all stages of their life regardless whether they started sports when they were small or when they were older actually it's the one consistent in people's life if that's what you're interested in and actually there's a there's a big part of being a sports person that is a lot about the fighting nature you know you're always striving for better you're always pushing yourself you want to be the best in your field and and it's wonderful that you found a place to transfer that energy into because like you said karate really relies on your hands and feet and that hand-eye coordination and actually once that's taken away from you it's not necessarily like the the actual action actions of the sports that you miss, but it's everything else that comes along with it. It's the mentality, it's the camaraderie, it's it's everything else, and that para swimming was able to give you that. And I think that's really wonderful that you transitioned from one into the other. Yes, uh, Brooke. I mean, um, uh, para swimming has given me a lot of things now, and yeah. uh, because of uh, para swimming, I mean, I'm able to do so many things. Um, uh, in the society uh, back here and uh, inspiring millions of persons with and without disabilities and especially I when I I speak uh, when I give any interview I say 
you guys are actually playing a vital role in our life because you are the one who who is putting your work effort record all this kind of interviews and uh, share with the audience and people look and listen all these stories so uh, i think uh, i strongly believe that the uh, journalist interviewers are doing a great thing to spread all these uh, untold stories unsung sto- stories in the world and mm-hmm. people are listening it and getting motivated somewhere in my life i believe even i can inspire one person i'm successful yeah you like you've kind of done your job at the end of the day like you've helped someone on their journey and that's all that you can ask from from life right yes bro so i like to ask everyone and i need to, i need to really figure out the wording for this question because it's it's never it's never quite there but you'll get you'll get what i'm trying to say is that do you have a piece of advice for a younger version of yourself but also for a younger person with the same disability as you now these can be like two completely separate pieces of advice but do you have the bits of advice that you would like to give rook um i mean uh, uh apart from swimming what uh i mean uh, i am feeling that what best thing happened to me is something like uh, motivating and doing a peer mentoring in my country uh-huh. spinal cord injury is something a disability in which uh, not only the patient but the entire family get involved yeah especially if i'm talking about in india the financial burden attitudinal barrier infrastructural barrier and then lots of barriers are there yeah breaking all these barriers and living life with dignity is very important yeah people actually feel that after disability they have lost their vision and mission to live that life they feel that my life is over i'm just a burden for my family and for the society yeah biometry counseling of those people and their family members is very important mm-hmm. and that's why i'm i feel so lucky when i go in different rural villages or cities meet person with spinal cord injuries and inspire them make them believe that you can do still in your life you can achieve whatever you want with the help of sports yeah i was lucky enough to get a chance to go to uh USA uh-huh in 2018 i got selected as one of the emerging leader in the disability sports and sports diplomacy by united state educational and cultural affair for the uh-huh. prestigious global sports mentoring program i was there i i have seen firsthand how a uh, american with disability act uh, and things happen uh, how they are utilizing how they are making accessibility on priority kind of things how they play sports and what role actually sports play in our life yeah 
And that's where I represented my action plan, bringing accessibility on par through sports. Uh-huh. And I'm implementing all those things here, uh, organizing different uh, training program, uh, coaching camp, clinics, meeting different, different people, making them believe that, yes, you can do it. And seeing them, I have seen people, those who, who come to uh, take uh, training in my coaching camp, now they are playing with me in national championship. Yeah. And this is something really good for me. I feel happy that people are coming. Those who are, I remember one of my, I organized a swimming uh, camp uh, mm-hmm. in Chandigarh. And uh, there was around 40 persons with disabilities uh, present there. Yeah. In that, uh, two lady was there. They were around uh, 50 years or plus, 50 plus uh, young ladies. Yeah. And um, they said that Charms, they actually posted on their Facebook wall, tagging me that, thank you, Shams, because of you, I entered after 17 years into the swimming pool. Wow. And this was like, actually, like goosebump for me. Yeah. I mean, something very special. Yeah, I can imagine. The happiness on their smi- face, the smile is, is something really, really hard for winning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these kind of things actually inspire me a lot. Yeah. To keep going, keep working, and not stopping anywhere. Yeah. I was I really would like to ask you about the perception of disability in India, because obviously I'm in the UK. So the perception of disability is not incredible. But I wondered what it is like. And you've been able to experience the perception of disability in the US compared to India. And what what is that like over there? So, Brooke, uh, I mean, as I told you, in India, we are still uh, uh, underdeveloped country. We are in a transition mm-hmm. from underdeveloped to developed countries. And uh, because of a lot of population, we have, I mean, like in billions of population we have in yeah. India. And, uh, it's a it's a big big issue. Accessibility is a big issue. Yeah, and still uh, people believe here in India, like if someone is getting disability or someone is born with disability, maybe they have done something wrong in their past, or yeah. maybe their mom or dad has done something wrong, and that's the reason they are like this. But now, I mean, slowly the perception is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, sports is really playing a vital role. Yeah. Education is playing a vital role. People are becoming a, a good um, IAS and IPS officer with disabilities. Uh, various uh, officers, various uh, um, kind of uh, achievements are coming up. And uh, people are uh, doing uh, administration. I mean, in all, all walks of life. Yeah. I, I remember I delivered one of my TEDx talks and in that I said about the inclusive society and comprehensive society in which the major issue which we are facing in India right now is, uh, I mean, education of uh, person with disabilities. Though we are uh, doing uh, a very, uh, I mean, in India, we have around 
three percent of uh, population of total population of India with person with disabilities. Uh huh. So it's a huge, huge in millions we are. Yeah. And uh, um, overall, also, if we we talk, I mean, um, around one point two billion people uh, there in the world. Uh, having some kind of disability, so it's around fifteen percent of total population of the world. Yeah. So we cannot ignore uh, um, as a society person with disabilities in any way, any ways, and especially in India, the perception is slowly changing. Slowly, it will definitely take times, uh, bro, yeah. because it, it's not a process of one day. It's a long process. It will take time. People like me. And already, uh, there are so many people uh, who are actually doing a lot of work uh, for the empowerment, upliftment of you know, person with disabilities. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm sure, I'm positive that building a bridge is what I can do. Yeah. Whatever uh, in past happened, and maybe someone has done something, and that's why I may be getting some platform. So now it is my responsibility, Paul, that I should do something good for the next generation who is coming up, and they should not face this kind of accessibility issues. They must go and get a better education. Uh, uh, and for all these things, in fact, I'm not only uh, just talking, but I have written an email. I am doing documentation, going ex to yeah. um, all the different um, government uh, offices, putting the letter. And uh, making sure that the government in, uh, uh, should listen to all these things, and we are lucky that we have now right of person with disability act. And if it will get implemented on ground, definitely we will get that better opportunity, and our next generation will be uh, will feel happy, and um, they they will definitely feel that they are at a good place. And uh, they can do a lot more in their life. They can live their life with dignity. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing a lot of great work for India as a country in terms of access accessibility issues. Because obviously, I don't know what it would be like to go to India. I've never been. It's somewhere that I'm dying to go to, but I don't know what the accessibility issues are like over there. And I think it's very interesting particularly as you said as a developing country and not a developed country that actually you are there are issues in terms of accessibility because i think for so long and this is worldwide this is not you know region specific is that disabled people were really left on the back burners and they were ignored and disability wasn't spoken about so actually it's so wonderful that as india develops into a more developed nation that you're able to be at the front of that and, and fight for the accessibility issues, like you said, for the younger generation. I think that's so important. Oh, yes, bro. I'm <laughs> sure and pretty sure. And uh, as you mentioned that uh, this is accessibility is not only the India issue, but it's a global issue. Yeah. I truly believe this because I have seen, I have, I have a lot of friends in different parts. I've been to different countries and uh, especially it's like, uh, African countries they, uh, and South Asian countries, they still have a lot of issues. India is doing far better in terms of um, uh, if we compare with those nations. But I'm sure um, as we are uh, growing, 
we are doing uh, really good things uh, uh, in uh, in development of our uh, nation yeah. and i as you shared you have not been to india i would love to invite you please come <laughs> to india feel free you have a home here oh, and anyone you. anyone of my friends um, please feel free to visit india we are we are so happy i i would love to share with you one of my experience yeah go ahead in india we have a goa goa state mm-hmm. and uh, in 2017 i was i attempted open water world record uh, mm-hmm. by a paraplegic person to swim a longest open sea swimming yeah in 27 we organized a beach festival which was totally inclusive and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we made a ramp facility there on the beaches so that people with spinal cord injury or any disabilities uh, wheelchair users can go and touch the seashores yeah. and enjoy their family uh, with enjoy with their family and life and what happened after that uh, we invited the uh, government officials uh, mm-hmm. commissioner of person with disabilities and then they saw that yes these people can do the better things and they promised us that chance we will try to make at least five beaches of goa wheelchair accessible so that the person with disability can go easily and enjoy their life yeah and uh, believe me after uh, two years in 2019 i got a news that they have made a beach fully accessible for person with disability so these kind of changes are slowly coming up yeah and that's why i invite all, all the people from across the world please visit india is a beautiful country yeah i think it's really brilliant that you've got the ability to to almost like really leave your stamp on like the accessibility in india because i think you're very you're very brilliant at talking about the accessibility needs and i think that that's a really wonderful trait to have particularly as you've gone from not having a disability and then becoming disabled i think it's really wonderful that you've transitioned almost all of that fighting karate energy into your swimming but now also into almost the fight for accessibility needs and i think that that's a really wonderful transition that you've made and it's it's brilliant to hear about because i think accessibility is a global issue you know it doesn't just it's not just one nation it's not just one country it's a, it's a global problem and and like how brilliant is it that you're you're being able to change your country's like accessibility needs that's like that's wonderful yes bro we all are trying our best in fact and i i as i mentioned last also that bringing all these changes you guys are playing a vital because these words will be uh heard by millions of people i'm sure uh, and it is because through you and through so many people those who have taken my interviews who have gave my voice a platform yeah. to raise these kind of issues which is very important i personally feel media can play a vital role yeah in bringing changes across the world across the world media is having so much superpower that they can do anything i remember when i was presenting my action plan in usa university of tennessee uh-huh. my mentor mr uh, coach doc garner he said to give me a hashtag hashtag 1 million yeah to reach 1 million people 
in uh, in a year wow then one of my friend asked me like shams you are uh, st- uh, you are staying in a very small village even uh, there is no population of 1 million how you will reach <laughs> and then i said yes when i come back the back when i was back from there one of the leading newspaper in india uh, they took one of my video interview and they posted on their facebook page uh-huh. and group i was shocked to see within 24 hours the video reach more than 1.9 billion people amazing so now now it's a time it's a change it's a era of internet where we should not generally go physically one to one but uh-huh. we can record our things we can spread through the social media and we can create a huge impact in the society yeah oh i just think that that's like it's so brilliant and you're very right in that actually social media and the media in general can play a massive part in change particularly in disability change and also with the rise of social media it does give disabled people a lot more access to things that they wouldn't have had access to previously and you're able to find that community and you're able to to engage with other people who might have the same disability as you and i think that actually in terms of social media it does make everything so much more accessible and like it's such a vital part of creating change and all of your ted talks that you've done and you know talking to journalists and being on youtube there's so much goodness that comes from that because you're right you're not just hitting your local area that you would have maybe hit you know 50 years ago but actually you're being given a global platform to help change accessibility in in india and i think that's amazing I, i'm just trying my best book i'm just <laughs> trying my best even in sometimes i feel i, I remember remember i remember those times when i used to post something on social media maybe while i'm doing streaming or gymming videos yeah sometimes people used to tell me that you are just showing off kind of thing but then later they started approaching me they started mm-hmm. seeing me they started copying me and yeah. now they are following so these kind of things happen i mean like when you do something good people will definitely criticize you mm-hmm. and then they will get angry to you and then they will start following you very very small things i i mean i just wanted to share with you i mean i remember we all have google maps in our mobile yeah i started long back i was never ever uh, i never thought that i can bring changes through this also mm-hmm. i started slowly giving reviews to different places where i visit yeah started posting photos on google uh, map today i'm having more than 2 crores views on my photos more than 1 million views on my reviews and i have seen changes immediately one was in 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 one place there was a pizza shop uh-huh. and i i went there and it was not accessible i wrote a, a review that this shop is very good but it is not accessible for person with disability yeah. i was not able to go there immediately after some times i got a call 
as if I respond on my uh, uh, that particular message that sir, please share your number and uh, let me know what kind of issues you are facing. Yeah. And then we explained it. And after that, they made their a ramp, and now it is accessible. Yeah. A recent example I would like to share. We have airport, Ahmedabad airport in India, Gujarat. Uh-huh. I tweeted about it on uh, Twitter that you have best facility, but it is not suitable for person with disabilities and wheelchair users. Yeah. There might be some changes. They accepted my feedback. They called me there and personally, I told them that this this handrail should be here. This commode should be up. This should be like this. They accepted it. And in this way, the change is coming up slowly. People are expecting. So, I mean, like a small thing, nobody is paying me for this. Yeah. Google is not paying me for this, that I am posting something on Google Map. I'm reviewing some places. But then, because of this, a positive change is coming into the society. Yeah. Maybe people will see my reviews before going some places and they will understand whether this place is accessible or not. I have posted so many lists of uh, wheelchair accessible hotel, wheelchair accessible swimming pool, wheelchair accessible uh, places and people see it. And that's why I'm getting the views on my reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are very small things. But it is bringing a lot of change in the society. Yeah, I think, I just think that's wonderful. I have one last question for you. And it's pretty simple. And that is, Shams, are you disabled and proud? Bro, absolutely. I'm disabled and proud. I feel so proud being a disabled person. I, I mean, like, there are so many things to share, but uh, uh, few things like in India, IIM and IITs, these two uh, institutions are the topmost institution in India. Mm-hmm. That means Indian Institute of Management Studies and Indian Institute of Technologies. Yeah. It's like huge, big. To get into all this, you need, you need to be very genius. You need to be very scholar. Yeah. Uh, I'm not genius and I'm not scholar, but then because of my disability, because of my streaming and my accessibility advocacy, sports diplomacy, I have been invited from all these big institutions to speak in front of the thousands of crowd. Yeah, going there, teaching them, giving, uh, giving, uh, talking about accessibilities, talking about these things you really need to feel proud of yourself. Yeah. Being a disabled, uh, I feel so proud of myself and I'm doing everything. See, I mean, who is not disabled? Tell me one. <laughs> I, I agree with you. What, I do what agree with is you. disability? Something which we are not able to do. I am having physical disability. So many people are there. They have some kind of disabilities. Mm-hmm. There are a generation, there are some people who are not able to use smartphone in India yeah. and even in different places also. So this is their disability. Mm-hmm. See, if I mean like if something, some, I told once 
people use uh, glasses specs yeah what they use obviously they use it to magnify their reason yeah to magnify their reason the same way i use wheelchair to improve my mobility yeah what is the difference mhm and i am not calling you disabled yeah. what is there to call me disabled yeah it's just a myth nothing else so if we call disabled yes we all are disabled in some way or other way mm-hmm. but living life with disability and pride that is called shamsalam and life oh amazing thank you so much for giving up your time today to be on the podcast i've really enjoyed this and it's been very different from the usual podcast that i do so i'm really glad that you gave up your time to be on here and i think it's going to be a brilliant episode so thank you very much thanks a lot brook lovely talking with you and keep doing you are doing a great job oh thank you so much bye 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 thanks for listening to this episode of disabled and proud if you've enjoyed the show then please give it some love by leaving us a five star review wherever you download your podcasts it really helps us to reach more and more people each week plus if you've got a particular highlight then i'd absolutely love to hear it tag me on your insta stories at disabled and proud podcast